Say, Lord, you've done me nothing. And so you deserve nothing from me. But if he has done you something, tell him what he has done. And give him praise for what he has done. And give him praise for what he has done. And give him glory for what he has done. And give him honor for what he has done. And bless his name for what he has done. And magnify him for what he has done. Bless him, bless him for what he has done. But if he has done nothing, tell him there is nothing he has done. So there is nothing you are giving him. Lord, I cannot say so. Lord, for you have done many things. Many things. Things innumerable. Many that I am not even aware of that you have done. You have been a good father to me and I give you praise. And I give you glory. And I give you honor. And I give you thanks. And I give you adoration. And I give you preeminence. And I ascribe to you 
glory, power, majesty, dominion, honor, and adoration. And over the flock of your people in this house, I have come to say thank you for every man and woman, for every boy and girl, for every household, for every fetus in the womb. I have come to say thank you. I've come to say thank you for direction. I've come to say thank you for guidance. I've come to say thank you for revelation. I've come to say thank you for provision. I've come to say thank you for sustenance. I've come to say thank you for victory. I've come to say thank you for the instruction of your word. I've come to say thank you for progress. I've come to say thank you for advancement. I've come to say thank you for your favor. I've come to say thank you for your mercy your mercy that endures forever as we lie down as we rise up as we go out as we come in your mercy your mercy your mercy i've come to say thank you for healing us for delivering us for saving us for putting food on the table i've come to say thank you thank you lord for keeping your own side of a bargain for keeping your own side of a covenant i've come to say thank you for healing us from our afflictions from delivering us from every danger and affliction of hell lord thank you lord thank you lord thank you thank you lord we cannot thank you enough please give thanks on the holy ghost if you are filled with the holy ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues please give him thanks on the holy ghost lord i come to give you thanks on the holy ghost my words cannot capture my thanks so i ask holy spirit for your expression and thanksgiving Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, you will have to pardon me. For those who don't understand this local language, our local language, Yoruba, because I want to take this next song in Yoruba, and we're going to do it as a congregation. Any parts you can sing must come out. Any part you can sing must come out. What on you? What on you? Oh yeah, can do well. Oh yeah, can do well. Araso, I take offense. He did not Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, can do well. Oh yeah, can do well. Oh yeah, can do well. Oh yeah,
Let there be light, let there be revelation, let there be wisdom, let there be insight into your word and from your word unto us. And let every one of us be transformed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Good morning, everybody. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Traditionally, the Hallel goes forth and the Yah is the response traditionally the halal is the praise the yah is to yahweh so there are two things we're saying when we say hallelujah we're saying praise to yahweh amen but if you want to do call call back and response i shall say halal and you say the yah amen so there are two words there so hallelujah is not to get your attention hallelujah is to give him praise hallelujah, hallelujah. i said hallelujah let somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I did not say say hallelujah. I say shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Give him a shout of hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you. Good morning once again church. This morning I want to share all the eat as briefly as I could possibly go. Because, you know, I'm, I'm rebranding. Uh -huh. So that you won't give me... But today we can't close at 11.30. That will be a mirage. You know what a mirage is? Uh -huh. Something that's not real. That's going to be a mirage. Because it's Thanksgiving for goodness sake. Amen. Service traditionally will end before 11.30. Don't worry. And then we go into Thanksgiving. Amen. Another 30, 35 minutes. We should be done after the service. Yeah, part will have ended, you know. So 30, 35 minutes into Thanksgiving because some people need to take their lunch early, I know. Uh, some are senior citizens, they need their rest, I know. You know, praise the Lord. And so I'm mindful of these things. Uh, we've been having questions and questions. Why would Christians wait till the last minute before they react? It is poor planning. Amen. The God we serve is a planner. It is today some people are now coming to collect envelope that have been announcing since. It is today some people are now saying, can I make transfer? It's on the envelope, read it. Yeah, plan, you're not planning. What we have said many times, they didn't hear. On the D-Day, that's when they are coming. The five foolish virgins with no apologies in the Bible. The five wise virgins planned ahead. The five foolish ones were the ones that were now reacting when the bride, ah, my oil has almost finished. Give me. They had told you before that he was coming. Praise the Lord. That attitude is the attitude some people transfer to their lives. Their jobs, their careers, their businesses, their children's examinations. It's the last day. The exam is tomorrow. They are now calling another parent. Hey, please, where is the center of the examination? Poor parents you are. Without any apology. Let's change. Hallelujah. Everything is planning. Plan. 
In your prayer, plan. Praise the Lord. Prepare ahead. That's what it means to plan. Don't wait till last minute. Anyway, for the sake of grace and mercy, the instruction is on the envelope. If you want to do a transfer, still fill your name on the envelope because the pastors will be praying for us by name. Amen. I also, I have even done my transfer already and a few people have done theirs. You know, but our envelopes for every member of your Christian household are in my folder with their names on it. The transfers I did, the amount, I put it, you know, accountants and records, I put it there, it's there. So that if you want to check, so, because I will never do what, I will never ask you to do what I will not do. Otherwise, I have no business being a pastor here. Who is with me this morning? Me or be no, I'm not annoyed though. But we should tell ourselves the truth. If you're in a church where you don't hear the truth, one time again, you they're deceiving. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, let's go to the message. I want to preach this morning on what I've titled Situating Thanksgiving. Situating Thanksgiving. When you situate something, you are putting it in perspective. When you situate something, you are fixing it somewhere. You, you are placing it somewhere. Let's place Thanksgiving. In other words, situating Thanksgiving. Now, in Thanksgiving, you have uh, two words. But before I go into that, the Hebrew for Thanksgiving is the word Toda or the word Hoda. Hebrew is a very funny language, very funny language. One word will not even have one spelling. That's one thing. And then that one word will have several meanings. <laughs> so, Toda, to give thanks. But simply in the Hebrew, the word Toda means uh, gratitude. But the root word inside Toda means recognition of good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Recognition of good. Anytime you come therefore to give thanks, you are expressing gratitude. We have come today to express gratitude to the Lord. For the storms that raged, for the winds that were against us in the course of a year, and yet we still landed safely. I hope you know that you landed safely. If you did not land safely, you won't celebrate that your birthday. When you did in January, in February, in March, in April, in May, in June, in July, in August, in September, in October, in November, in December, up till the 10th day of December. Because some people still have their birthdays between now and the 31st of December. And one of them is looking at me here. Amen. Praise the Lord. You'll be alive and well, my brother. You will hit that landmark, my brother. We all will rejoice with you, my brother. We all will rejoice. I have, I have a child that was born on the 22nd as well. Hallelujah. She'll be alive and well on that day. And we all will rejoice as we celebrate the gift of life. But what am I saying? Thanksgiving is the moment, the time when we gather together to express gratitude unto the Lord. Gratitude. And the root word says recognition of good. So when you are giving thanks, you are recognizing and acknowledging the good that you have received. Hallelujah. There is nobody here that has not received good from God. There is nobody here that can say, this year I have not received good from God. Because as you are hearing me, it is an expression of his goodness. You can hear me because your ears are working. You can see me because your eyes are working. Those who are blind did not commit any sin to be blind. Those who are deaf did not commit any sin to be deaf. Praise the Lord. Uh, in fact, I see the goodness of God all over you. I see different styles of Gilead. 
in church this morning. If God has not been good, you won't have time to tie gilly. I've seen people in church this morning doing makeup in. If God has not been good to you, you won't make up. You won't put the eyeliner or the eyeshadow. You know what? You know? I've seen people in church this morning with their foundations in place. I think they put concealer underneath and then they put foundation on top. If God has not been good, you won't have time for all those. Praise the Lord. Someone say, God has been good to me. In the English language, we have two words in thanksgiving. You have the word thanks and then the word giving. Thanks to express gratefulness. Thanks to express gratitude. Giving to release something from you to another. Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. So in thanksgiving, we express gratitude and we give from that persuasion to the one we are thanking. Hallelujah. So if you will be giving a thanksgiving offering this morning, it is to the one that your heart is grateful unto. And your heart is grateful unto that one based on what he has done. Hallelujah. The Lord delivered you from armed robbers this year. That is one thing he has done. The Lord delivered you from death on the surgical table this year. That is another thing he has done. The Lord preserved you in all of your commutes this year. You've always been on the road this year. That is another thing the Lord has done. The Lord preserved your household this year. Armed robbers did not come knocking on your door this year. That is another thing the Lord has done. Your child sat for that examination this year and passed the exam. Or maybe it is even you, the parent, doing adult equagba. Hallelujah. I know someone, she just became a nurse at the age of 50. And she's so happy about being a nurse at the age of 50. Yes. And she's grateful to the Lord for it. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, it is not my calling. If it had been my calling, I also would go back to school now and say, what's going on here? Which one can we read? But it's not my calling. Hallelujah. So if at whatever age you want to go do your PhD, it's okay. But I'm saying there is nobody here that the Lord has not been good to. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Some people just like the sound of doctor in front of their names. So that they, they don't just call them mister. They don't like that mister. They like doctor. <laughs> if that's what you want, and the Lord made it happen for you, that's one thing the Lord has done for you this year. Who is with me up till now? The Lord showed up in your business. It was dry. Everything was dry. Some way, somehow. He walked it out, and today things have fallen in place. You think God has not done that for you? He did not allow you to be disgraced this year. Hallelujah. It did not allow you to be disgraced. You know what it means to be disgraced? To be disgraced. To be disgraced. For eyes to push somebody. To be disgraced. Hallelujah. For somebody's eyes to close. Help me. Poor, poor grammar. It's a Jew. You know it's a Jew. When your eyes tea. Close. Eyes. Close. <laughs> God did not allow that to happen to you this year. You think you're not going to... The wise are the ones who know how to give thanks. The wise are the ones who recognize the place of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. 
you are here in church this morning. I've seen a sister. She lost her father this year, but she's thankful. She's still on the altar giving thanks to God. Hallelujah. Well, you could say her father was elderly. What about those that lost their parents at a tender age? Should they go and commit suicide? Hallelujah. God is still God. Amen. And those of us who are alive, we think we're alive by our own making and strength and know-how and expertise. No. <laughs> no wonder the songwriter sang and said, Mojelokwe. Moje Baba Lokwe. Igwati Moro. Ishe Yanu Baba Layemi. Mori Wikwe. Moje Jesumi. Lokwe Requete. I need someone whose grammar is very good to help me to sing that song using the same rhythm in English. Who wants to help me? When I think about the goodness of the Father in my life, I can see that I owe my Jesus Lord. Hallelujah. Situating thanksgiving. So two words in the English. The word thanks and the word given. Hmm. In the Greek, you have the word eukrastio. <laughs> Don't mind me. It means simply to give thanks. Have we received good this year? Yes, we have. Never you ever forget that thanksgiving is the catalyst for prayer. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything. One translation says, be anxious. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. So don't be anxious about anything, but in everything. Amen. But in everything. Make your request known unto God. You present your request unto the Lord. Amen. With thanksgiving, with thanksgiving is a catalyst for prayer. Thanksgiving is the access, access to God's presence. It gives you access. It guarantees you access. What did the psalmist say in Psalm 100 and verse 4? I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I enter his gates. Access with thanksgiving is access. Hallelujah. Never, ever you forget that. So thanksgiving is a catalyst for answered prayers. Thanksgiving is a guarantee for access. Thanksgiving is a sign of wisdom. Only the wise see the place for thanksgiving. Why? Because it is the culture of the kingdom. Somebody say thanksgiving is the culture of the kingdom. In this kingdom we give thanks. In this kingdom we give thanks. Who is with me? In this kingdom we give thanks. In every letter that Apostle Paul wrote, he will always give thanks. That was New Testament. I thank God for you. I thank God because of your prayers for me. I thank God because of your unceasing love for me and so on. He will write the churches. He will give thanks. And that was someone who wrote more than two-thirds of the New Testament. Thanksgiving is the culture of a kingdom. No one in Luke chapter 17. I believe from verse 17, Jesus said, Were there not ten that were cleansed? How then is it that it is only this one? And to make matters worse, the only one who came was the Samaritan. Meaning the others were Jews. Meaning the others were Hebrews. Only the stranger among them. Only the one that was not regarded as a, a, a beneficiary of the covenant of Abraham came. Only a Samaritan came. To give glory to the Lord. Meaning, Jesus was expecting them to come back. God is expecting us to come back to give him thanks. Thank God you are here because the Father was waiting to see whether you will come, to see whether it matters, to see whether all he has done matters. Ah, it matters. 
but I haven't gotten the job. I say your Thanksgiving matters. But the brother is yet to show up. I say your Thanksgiving matters. But the promotion has been withheld in Abuja. I say your Thanksgiving matters. And if as I'm preaching, you are using your phone, something is wrong with you. If as I'm preaching and you are using your phone because I can see some things, something is definitely wrong with you. In fact, there is a sickness, a malady in place. You're on Facebook, you're on Instagram as I'm speaking or you're chatting with someone on WhatsApp. Something is wrong with you. And I will need to ask ushers or security people to help us attend to you. If I'm quoting a scripture and you're checking the scripture on your phone, it's a different thing. Who is with me up till now? Hallelujah. I said if you're in a church and you are not told the truth, everybody's heading towards hell. No. Praise the Lord. Let us fear the Lord because we are in his presence. When you come to church, you are in his presence. So it's not the time to use your phone. Some, their phones will ring, they go out of church to pick it during service. Where is the, God said, if I be a God, where is my honor? If I be a master, where is my fear? You don't fear him, you now think he will, he's foolish enough to be listening to you and doting on you. When you have not shown any reverence for him, it doesn't work that way. Praise the Lord. I say it doesn't work that way. Our God is real. Our God is fair. Amen. So it's the culture of the kingdom. Paul was writing Timothy. And he said one of the signs of the end times will be that in the times of the end, people will become unholy. They become truce breakers. They will not have natural affection. And he said they will be unthankful. Unthankful is in the least. Unthankful. May we never be unthankful. May there be more than enough reasons to thank God. You see, many times it is the physical circumstances of our lives that determine whether we are to give thanks or not. We forget that our constitution is not only physical. We forget that man is a spirit. Have you given him thanks for things that took place spiritually? We forget that man has a soul that's the seat of your emotions. Have you given him thanks for things taking place emotionally? Ah, do you know sleep is a, is a blessing? Sleep is a blessing. Can I say that again? Sleep is a blessing. Praise the Lord. Sleep is a blessing. Years ago, we wanted to pay school fees. You know, <laughs> who knew that dollar would become what it is now? Ha, Father, thank you. God has been good to me. I can't imagine... Paying that kind of school fees now, when dollar is what it is. You just get to church one day, you won't see me again. They say, where is Pastor Jonzo? We don't know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So if it was a challenge then, what do you think it is going to be now? Ah, it was serious. So I won't tell you the, the amounts involved. But it was huge, man. And it was every year. And if I did not pay on time, penalty will enter. Interest will enter another $4,000. Yes. Hallelujah. But you never knew. You never knew in church. I never said it to you. Praise the Lord. And I will preach faith. And at the end of the day, the fees were paid. The child graduated. On the day of graduation, they were greeting me. I said, don't greet me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What I'm simply trying to say is that many people use the physical to judge what's going on. And so, in the heat of that crisis, my wife will be up in the middle of the night praying, believing God for a breakthrough. And she said one day, she found me snoring on the bed. She said, 
She the person we are praying for. The man is just sleeping and snoring. Ah, he said, Father, give me to this grace. Oh. Hallelujah. Don't you know the, the, the ability to sleep is a blessing? Ah, some people pay money to sleep. They, they, they go to their, their sleep experts. I've forgotten what they call them. There are sleep clinics, clinics where they analyze your sleep. They put your brain on computer, they ah, because you cannot sleep and you are here. If they allow you, you can sleep 10 hours. And you are not giving thanks to God. Don't sleep 10 hours. So, ah. Praise the Lord. It's a culture of the kingdom. We must never forget. So let's situate Thanksgiving this morning. And briefly, I will say three more things, or three more points, and then we will go. Or we'll go over to Thanksgiving. The first point on situating Thanksgiving, we can still praise Him. That's the first point. We can still praise Him. We can still praise Him. Help me tell your neighbor, you can still praise Him. Look at another and say, you can still praise Him. That sentence is not complete. In spite of what is going on, you can still praise him. In spite of whatever the exchange rate of the naira to the dollar is, you can still praise him. In spite of the fact that you lost your job in the course of this year, you can still praise him. In spite of the fact that you are still owing children's school fees as I speak. You can still praise him. In spite of the fact that business is not doing as well as you thought it should have done, even now, you can still praise him. In spite of the odds that are clearly stacked up against you, guess what? You can still praise him. Why can you still praise him? You are inhaling you are exhaling, there is hope. Did you hear what I said? You are inhaling, you are exhaling, there is hope. God is not done with you. <laughs> God is not done with you. Amen. Oh, have you forgotten Saudi 89? Let's use that. Have you forgotten Saudi 89? Nigeria was playing USSR. It wasn't called Russia, Russia then. It was USSR. Have you forgotten? And Saudi 89. And flying eagles were down 4040. And this was the Soviet machine that they were playing. No entertainment in their soccer. Everything is functional. Pa, 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 go. Before you know it, four. Our boys, they were confused. How many people remember what I'm talking about? And then these boys, they will huddle on the pitch and pray. And they began to play the enemy. And they put one goal back. It became 4-1. Celebrate your little wins. Did you hear what I said? Celebrate your little wins. Your little wins will lead to your big wins. Learn to celebrate your little wins. He does something little. It appears uh, inconsequential as far as you are concerned. Celebrate it. Hallelujah. In fact, call a party. You and the children. What are we celebrating, mommy? Ah, that you scored 2020 in your Miss Mester test. Let's celebrate it. But it's not the exam for the session. Ah, ah, this Miss Mester, let's celebrate it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Eh, your daughter got admission to secondary school. She passed common entrance examination. That's no big deal. Ah, when she makes first class in university, then we celebrate. It's a sign of folio. Celebrate your small wins. So it was one, four. 
The boys gathered together again. They prayed. And my uncle of blessed memory, he would just command all of us, hey, hey, all of you, kneel down. We were watching in his bedroom. All of us would kneel down. We will pray. He would be the one to lead the prayer. Ah, Oluwa. Don't, Lord, don't let us be ashamed. And so on and so on and so on. You know? And then they scored the second one. The boys huddled again. They prayed. They celebrated and then they prayed together. Hey! He would say, all of us kneel down again. We knelt down and we prayed. It became 4 2. Do you know at the end of the day, Nigeria won that match? You know, you know the lesson in that match? You may be four goals down now. The match is still on. The game is still on. The game is not yet over. God is not done with you. The final whistle has not been blown. We are still there. <laughs> now God, they run them. Amen. Now God, they run them. They run them for you. So we can still praise him. When you are praising him in the midst of your pain, that praise is sacrificial praise. Uh-huh. So whether sacrificial praise or regular praise, as long as it is the praise of God, it is acceptable to the Father. Amen. We can still praise him. Pastor, you don't understand. I've been in and out of hospital so many times this year, but you are here this morning. We can still Praise him. You can still praise him. Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 13. In that situation, praise becomes sacrificial. The sacrifice of praise. Hebrews 13, 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So the sacrifice of praise continually to God. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. The sacrifice of praise. You know what a sacrifice is? A sacrifice is a dead animal. Hallelujah. The sacrifice is a dead animal. You are dead to your circumstances. You are only alive to his praise. It becomes a sacrifice. You are dead to the fact that you don't even have money. You are dead to the fact that to, at times you skip meals so that the children can eat properly. Amen. You know, you know that's a reality. That's a reality. Has it happened to you before? That's a reality. Praise the Lord. When we were paying those heavy, heavy school fees that I talked about, my wife will ask me, what shall I cook? I say, what should you cook? How much did I give you? Because I wasn't giving housekeeping then. No. Everything was going in that direction. Praise the Lord. Some people are looking at uh, Pastor Dolu and say, ah, you don't know what Pastor Dolu has been through. That's Sister Bolanle. God will bless her from you. Oh, 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 try you know there is one song we sing there's one line in that song that says so she say what should I cook I say what did I give you did I give you money somebody that did not put money down what should the person eat it is whatever you give me that I will eat I know God has blessed me. Mulawo. Hallelujah. You can't see me and say I'm suffering. Praise the Lord. So you don't know whether it's kote I ate. You know kote? Some people don't know kote fish. You don't know whether it's kote I ate. Now kote is expensive. Then it wasn't expensive. You don't know. Hallelujah. And when they spice it up and they put plenty of pepper and they, and they fry the stew up, but you know, it makes sense. Hallelujah. And I will bounce. And I will preach. Did I come out of it or not? Yes, I did. Is the Lord faithful to his word or not? Yes, he is. And in the midst of all that, I was still giving him praise. 
Hallelujah. I took some loans, eh? Loan. I took some loans. I'm being a pastor. I never default. I never defaulted on any. Not be Niger loan, no, because Naira no go cut them. They were foreign loans. The way people are listening. Just small gist. I took a loan in dollars. The rate then was 160 to 1. Along the line of repaying the loan, the rate became 300 to 1. <laughs> I took another one in pound sterling. Wait, if you want to send your children abroad for reading, it's okay, but at least you are hearing insights now. Sure, you understand. So that you know how to plan. But there's another way of going about it. See me for consultation after the service. Situating Thanksgiving. Amen. We can still praise him. The second one. We must still praise him. We must still praise him. We can still praise him. That's a sacrificial praise. We must still praise him. That's commanded. Commanded praise. We must still praise him. Can someone say I must still praise him? I must. Meaning it's deliberate on your part. It is intentional on your part. It is purposeful on your part that you praise him. Hallelujah. We must still praise him. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 8 to 10. Give thanks unto the Lord. It's a commandment. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. We must still praise him. Somebody might be saying, but things are not working. Uh You are not the first person to say that. You won't be the last person to say that. Because what is not working today will work tomorrow. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Today does not define a believer. Today does not define a believer. Amen. The word of God and the promise of his word is what defines a believer. And the promise is for tomorrow. Hallelujah. So let the promise define your future. Praise God. Habakkuk chapter 3 from verse 17 to 19. You might be saying, but things are not working. Let's hear what Habakkuk said. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, yet they have tried everything. Neither shall the fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail. Ah, that's serious. And the field shall yield no meat. You mean no oil? No fruits for wine, no beef to eat. That's serious. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. In other words, no economy, nothing going, nothing running. 18. Yet, somebody say, Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. Somebody say, Yet. In spite of the fact that things are not working. I am commanded to give my God praise. For this purpose he made me. To give him praise. The Lord God is my strength. And he will make my feet like hinds feet. And he will make me to walk upon mine high places. To the chief singer. on string. Did you see that last verse? See, verse 17 was his reality. 
The fig tree is not blossoming. There are no flocks in the herd. The ground is not bringing forth. That was his reality. Verse 18 was his response to his reality. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord my God. That was his decision, his response. And verse 19 was his confidence. Are you seeing that? Let's go back. Verse 17, his reality. Can you go back to 17? Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the vines uh, uh, have fruit. The labor of the olive shall fill. The field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no head in the stalls. That was his reality. Nothing was happening. There was hunger and starvation. See his decision, verse 18. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Who will rejoice in the Lord today? Who will joy in the God of his salvation today? I will. I will. Why? Because something will happen. Verse 19. Verse 19 was his destination. Verse 19 was his destiny. Amen. That was why verse 19 was futurative. Keep saying, I will. I will. Let's read. Together. One, two, let's go. The Lord God is my strength. And he will make my feet like hinds feet. And he will make me to walk upon my high places. So the chief singer on my string instrument means it was a psalm. It had musical inflection on it. Maybe it was Alamoth or Shegionoth. It had a musical inflection on it. Hallelujah. So he was inspired to write that. And that will be your testimony. That will be your song. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We must still praise him. We must still praise him. <laughs> We must still praise him. I don't have time. I'll have asked us to read Psalm 107 and verse 8 to 16. But you see, that, that verse is, is all that men will give thanks unto the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. So we don't have a choice. We give him thanks. Finally, we will still praise him. <laughs> don't forget where we started from. <laughs> we can still Praise him. Sac sacrifice of praise. We must still praise him. Commanded praise. And this one says, we will still praise him. Intentional praise. Psalm 103 from verse 1. The regular translation. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who redeemeth thy life from the pit? Who, renew, uh, who satisfies your desires with good things? Who renews your youth like the eagles? And so on and so on. But I want to read that to us from this translation, the Passion. Psalm 103 from verse 1. Intentional praise. With my whole heart, with my whole life, with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the Holy God. Yahweh. You are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? You kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I have done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You have supercharged my life. So that I soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. Hallelujah. 
you have supercharged my life. <laughs> we will still praise him. It's intentional. Jesus said, will, will thou also go away? Peter answered, to whom shall we go? Thou alone has the words of eternal life. So Peter was saying, we don't have anywhere else to go. I don't have any other God beside Jesus. He's the only Savior that I have. We will still praise him. Something happened to King David in 2 Samuel chapter 12 from 13 to 24. It's a long read, so we're not going to read, but I'll just summarize. David, at a time when kings should go to war, decided to stay at home. So if you do the wrong thing at the wrong time, you'll have the wrong experience. And he saw a naked woman who was bathing. Unknown to him at the time, the naked woman who was bathing, who was the wife of one of his most loyal men, Uriah, was Bathsheba. Unknown to King David, Bathsheba had always nursed the desire to be married to the king. It's not in the Bible. Extra-biblical accounts, you know, capture that. I've read it before in church. There's no point going there today. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, so, what happened? David saw the woman. He was moved. He asked her to come, being the king, and the king could summon anybody. He was sovereign ruler. Nobody could question his authority. He slept with her. And uh, after realizing what he did, he asked the husband to leave the war front and come home. Gave him wine, gave him things. The man got drunk and said, go home to your wife. So that the man can sleep with his wife. Because he got to know that the lady was pregnant. He wanted to cover up his deed. That was wickedness. The man said, lie, lie. Someone said, lie, lie. Ah. The armies of Israel are in the war front. The ark of the covenant of the God of Israel is in the war front. I will now go home and sleep. No way. He slept at the entrance of the king's palace. He didn't go home. Ah. They must have heard, can you walk? Listen, they didn't walk. Now sent a message through Uriah to the dogs of war. You know the dogs of war? Uh -huh. You know, there was Joab. Uh -huh. Those were dogs of war, war mercenaries. Put Uriah where the battle is fiercest and let the men withdraw from him. He set him up and he killed him. The man died. He caputed on the order, on the strength of the order that the king gave. I thank God for the Bible. The errors of men are not held away from us in the Bible. Why? So that we can learn. Romans 15, 4, so that we can learn. Praise the Lord. What level of wickedness? So that man's blood was on his hands. And that was a man who was loyal to him. Anyway, the prophet came, gave a riddle. David presumptuously gave a judgment and said, whoever does that should die. The prophet said, thou art the man. Ah! He entered repentance mode. And that's how Psalm 51 came about. It is against thee and thee only have I sinned and done that which is evil in thy sight. Have mercy on me, O Lord, according to your loving kindness and so on. Psalm 51. And he wrote that. It was a psalm of penitence. Because his heart was caught based on what he had done. You know he was a lover of God. But flesh took over. So he repented. He hated himself and so on. Long story short. The prophet came and said, you have been forgiven. God has forgiven you. But the hand of the Lord is upon the child. The child will not live. Because if that child lived, what do you think? The circumstances, are you getting it? They say the father, the husband of the woman is dead. But the king is the father of the boy. 
But you know King David still proceeded to fast and to pray. Even though the judgment had been given by the Lord from the mouth of a prophet, you are forgiven. So there was no problem with him anymore. So he could access God, but the child will die. Ah, if I'm forgiven, the child too can live. And he began to pray. And he began to fast. And he began to pray. Lord, I'm sure part of what he said, I wasn't there. You know, I'm not David though. <laughs> I wasn't there. But part of what he must have said was that, ah, this child is innocent. The child did not commit any offense. The child did not know anything about it. Father, I'm the one that caused this problem. And you have forgiven me. Why can't you have mercy on this boy? He prayed and fasted. He wasn't talking to anybody. They brought him food. He said he's not eating food. And so on and so on. And at the end of the day, the boy died. After the boy died, David, who knew the Lord, who will call upon the Lord and the Lord will answer him, say, ah, so there are times prayer does not work. You know, he should have been discouraged. But the next thing, he went to the temple of God. He saw his servants. They were afraid to tell him the boy was dead. I'm try, trying to paraphrase the story. And uh, he saw them in hushed stones. Is the boy dead? He said, yes, sir. He said, okay. He went and washed his face, went into the temple. Now his prayer now changed. He wasn't interceding for the boy anymore. Neither was he supplicating anymore. He went to the temple and what did he go there to do? To worship, to praise, to give thanks, to magnify God again. See that level of understanding of his walk with God. Thanksgiving shows that you know God. It shows that you are humble enough to acknowledge that the one making things happen is not you. Thanksgiving takes you away from the center, puts God in the center. Man must never be in the center. Because when you are giving thanks to God, you are saying, he's the one making it happen. He's the one doing it for you. Hallelujah. In spite of what happened, David knew he must still praise God. David knew he will still praise God. And David actually went and praised God. And after coming out of the temple, he said, give me food. And he ate food. And they said, king, uh -uh, the boy was sick. You were praying, didn't eat. Now that the boy died, you are now eating. How do we locate you? <laughs> he must have looked at it and said, this one's don't understand. But the same David, you would think God was done with him based on that. The Messiah still came from his lineage. And Bartimeo said, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still because that was his covenant name. Hallelujah. Ah, so let's understand that Thanksgiving is spiritual. Let's understand that Thanksgiving makes us keep our focus and attention on the Lord. The fact that you failed the exam this year does not mean you're not going to pass it next year. The fact that you have suffered a setback this, this year does not mean next year the Lord will not give you an advantage. Hallelujah. Amen. Can someone say better days are coming? There are better days ahead of me. Amen. There are better seasons ahead of me. There are better days ahead of me. Amen. Praise the Lord. I will live long. I will live stronger. I will fulfill my assignment here on earth. I'm saying my own. I hope you're saying your own. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My father loves me. I have placed my hands in his, in his hands and he's taken me somewhere. And it's a good place. So I'm destined for a good place in grace. I'm destined for a good place in the mind of God. He has a plan for me and it's a good plan. And I'm not coming short of that plan of Jehovah God for my life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Purposeful praise, commanded praise, sacrificial praise. The Lord demands and the Lord deserves it all. Let us pray. We will rise 
and all of us will chant Psalm 136. We will rise and all of us will chant Psalm 136 like we did earlier. But this time, the refrain will be, For the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. That will be the refrain. For the Lord is good. So the refrain will be what we have in verse 1. Look at Psalm 136 verse 1. Only verse 1 says, For He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Others will simply say, For His mercies endure forever. Do you, do you get it? Are you seeing that? But only verse 1 says, For He is good, for His mercies endure forever. Please, I'm asking everybody to stand. Except for the young man on the wheelchair. If you are not on the wheelchair, please stand. Can we honor the presence of the Lord when we come to His presence? Psalm 136 from verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for He is good and His mercies endure forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for he is good and his mercies. To him who alone dwells, dwells great wonders. To him who by wisdom made the heavens. To him who laid out the earth above the waters. To him who made great lights. The sun to rule by day. The moon and stars to rule by night. To him who struck Egypt in their firstborn. And brought out Israel from among them. With a strong hand and with an outstretched arm. To him who divided the Red Sea in two. And made Israel pass through the midst of it. But overthrew Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea. To him who led his people through the wilderness. To him who struck down great kings. And slew famous kings. Sihon king of the Amorites. And Og king of Bashan. And gave their land as a heritage. A heritage to Israel his servant. Who remembered us in our lowly state. And rescued us from our enemies. Who gives food to all flesh. Together. Oh give thanks to the God of heaven. For he is good and his mercies endure forever. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. In your own way, give him thanks. Give him glory. Give him honor. Give him majesty. Give him adoration. Tell him he's everything to you. If he is everything to you, tell him he's everything. He's your rock. He's your backbone. He's your shield. He's your source is your sustainer is your deliverer 
is your helper, is your hope, is your strong tower. Tell him, is your hiding place. Is the one who undertakes for you. Is the one who protects you. Is the one who sustains you. Is the one who instructs you. Is the one who propels you. Is the one who guides you. Give him praise. Give him praise. Lord, I give him praise. Lord, I give him praise. Can you look back to January this year and give thanks to the Lord for January this year? Lord, I thank you for January this year. I thank you for February, my natal month. I appreciate you for your faithfulness and your goodness. I thank you for your word to me in the month of March. Thank you for all that you did in my family, over myself, my spouse, my children, my grandson. Lord, thank you. Lord, I thank you for all that you did in the month of April. Lord, in our family, Lord, in this assembly, in the lives of men and women here, for all that you did in the month of May, our rising up, our lying down, going out, coming in, in the month of May. I thank you for the ministry of your word. I thank you for your hand and your presence and power. Thank you for the victories of May. Thank you for June. Thank you for open heavens, answered prayers. Thank you for your backing. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your cover. Thank you for your shield. Thank you, Lord, for the month of July. Thank you, oh God, for your strength. Thank you, Lord, for your favor. Thank you for open heavens, open doors in July. Thank you for all you did in August. Thank you for fruitfulness and a new beginning. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for being there for us. All through August, you were there. Your eyes always were upon us. Your ears always were attentive to our cry. And for all you did in September, where it's under praise and glory to your name. Want to thank you, oh God, for open doors. Want to thank you for sending us help, a timely help in the month of September. Thank you, oh God, for October. Thank you for all that you did in October. Thank you for the manifestation of your faithfulness, the manifestation of your goodness. Thank you for November and the month of covenant manifestation and all that you did in November. The glory and the honor is yours and thank you for December our month of joyful harvest December our month of joyful harvest and thank you for it is my month of joyful harvest I give you praise for joyful harvest I give you praise for joyful harvest this month oh God this year oh God you are crowning the year with your goodness you are causing our pathways to drip with your fatness glory be to your name honor be to your name the Lord my rock the Lord my shield if he has kept you in health give him thanks if he has healed your body give him thanks if he delivered you this year give him thanks if you provided for you give him thanks lord i give you thanks lord for you are the strength of my life you are the confidence of my of my faith oh god your word works i testify your word works i testify faith in your word works i testify the blood of jesus is powerful i testify the blood is potent i testify your covenant is real i testify take all the glory lord take all the honor lord take all the praise Thank you, Father. Take your glory, King of Kings. Take your glory, Lord of Lords. Take the glory, King of Kings. It belongs to you alone. It belongs to you, oh Lord. It belongs to you. It belongs to you, oh Lord. Father, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. And this morning, on the strength of thanksgiving, let there be healings. Let there be permanent healings. 
on the strength of thanksgiving let there be permanent healings in the lives of men and women on the strength of thanksgiving we receive permanent healings on the strength of thanksgiving let there be deliverances let there be personal deliverance let there be group deliverance let there be corporate deliverance <laughs> let businesses experience deliverance let prospects visions and dreams experience deliverance on the strength of things even let every wall of encumbrance be destroyed on the strength of thanksgiving let this be the beginning of a new day for your people in the name of jesus on the strength of thanksgiving let many enter into new realms new experiences of grace and favor of relevance and greatness and fruitfulness new dimensions new dimensions in grace new dimensions in god in the name of jesus on the strength of thanksgiving, let struggle cease. I say, Lord, on the strength of thanksgiving, let struggle cease. On the strength of thanksgiving this morning, we're giving you thanks. Let stagnation and the yoke of stagnation be destroyed in the name of Jesus. On the strength of thanksgiving, let there be a new song in every heart that is open and willing to receive let there be a new song on the strength of thanksgiving therefore receive your new song as you go through life the Lord gives you a new song receive it from now in the name of Jesus Father we give thanks you are worthy to be praised take all the glory and honor in Jesus name we pray shall we all be seated shall we all be seated all heads bowed, all eyes shut, but talking to the Lord. What, what are you to tell the Lord? What are you to tell the Lord? Tell him how you want to appear in Thanksgiving 2024. Tell him how you want to appear. Tell him the things you want to be in place by Thanksgiving 2024. Tell him those things. You desire a place in grace Thanksgiving 2024. Tell the Lord about it. For your life, for your ministry, for your career, for your business, for your marriage, for your pursuits. Tell him. He's faithful and he can hear you. I said all eyes shut. I said all heads bowed. We are praying. Pray for yourself. And you know yourself. You are here this morning. And you want Jesus to be the center of your life to be the Lord of your life you want his blood to wash you from your sins so that you can be born again like the Bible tells us you want your sins forgiven and forgotten he will accept you as you come to him just raise up your right hand above your head all eyes are short all heads are bowed